Good morning, everyone. Hope you're doing well. I'm so sorry to be recording uh, later than desired. Uh, this is going to be a recording for Sunday's DAF, Sunday, January the 23rd, and that will be DAF Yud Aleph. Um, and then um, tonight, Amir Tashem in person, we'll be learning DAF Yud Bez, which is today's DAF, Monday's DAF. Let's get started. We're five, six lines before the bottom of the page of Yud Bez. I'll try to move quickly um, in case anybody is in a rush to, uh, to finish the blot. Um, and uh, let's get started. The Gemara says, actually, six lines from the bottom of Ravina, Habamasik Zuzi Bivnei Akra Deshan Basa. He had um, <clears throat> outstanding money with people and wanted to make, a, make some collections and payments. Um, and everyone is home during this time of the year, but it's Cholamoid. So, how do we treat uh, financial transactions in regards to Cholamoid? The Gemara says he went to go ask a Shailas of Akame de Ravashi, and Ravashi uh, was asked the following question Omar Lay, Mel Mezal Haidna Alayu. What about today, Rabbi? Can I go ask uh, people to pay me? Can I go pay people? Uh, am I allowed to do this on Cholamoy? So I'm like, since now people are actually around, but during the regular parts of the year, nobody's around. It's as if you're going to lose business, and therefore it's permissible to do so. We have a very similar halacha in regards to some of our interactions with those who are idol worshippers, those who are of the Avodah So you read Shel Akum on this particular day when they would have a Yom HaDashuka, as Rashi says, they'd have a day where they had a marketplace day. On those days, you could buy behema, you could buy animals, avadim, slaves, shvachos, maidservants, batim, houses, sados, fields, uchram, and vineyards. And you're allowed to write a star and you're allowed to submit it into the secular courts. Why? It's as if under those circumstances that one is going to lose their property. That will be considered a davar ha'aved. And therefore, it's kematzil miyadan. One is therefore allowed to um, allowed to write those contracts and submit them into the secular courts. Rav, shara l'chia bar'ashi l'migdal ohari b'chul Rav allowed for chia bar'ashi to build fish traps on Chol HaMoed. The reason why that was allowed, my time and my sehed that was considered to be a, an amateur style um, avoda, malacha, and it, therefore it wasn't problematic. Aval, isle, but bird traps, that's a little bit more sophisticated. The logistics of this are not clear in the Gemara. Uh, that's Aser. <clears throat> the bird traps are not allowed, my time, because that's my uman. So a very clear distinction in the Gemara between that which is a Maisa Uman and that which is a Maisa Hedyo. Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda Shara, he allowed Ami Tanura, Ami the oven maker, this guy had a business on the corner. He used to build ovens. So the halacha is that he was allowed to build them. Well, the Rabbi Bar Isvi, he also allowed Rabbi Bar Isvi the Migdal Maholta. He was allowed to make sieves that were used to filter things, whatever it may be, colanders. Says the Gemara Aini, <clears throat> is that first halacha true? The Rabbi Huda would allow Amin Tanura to build ovens. That's not true. We learned that one is not allowed to build an oven. Answer the Gemara. It depends when, what time of year it is. During the summer, the ovens cure faster. Uh, when they're made out of clay, and therefore they will more likely to be used on Cholamoy. You make it on the first day of Cholamoy, it'll be ready to be used on Cholamoy, but during the winter months, when it's, much, when it's much colder, it's less likely to be prepared on time, and that's the distinction. That's when we say it's not Lechadchilam. The new Mishnah writes that Osin Makia Legagul in Pesas, one's allowed to make a fence around their roof and around their porch. However, it can only be an amateur's work, <coughs> someone who has a Someone who has a good hand, they can uh, build something on their own. But Maisa Uman, 
you're not allowed to be a professional. And to do that, that's unacceptable. Here we're talking about uh, filling in some of the cracks in an oven. Let's say it's made out of pottery or something along those lines. You're allowed to fill in the cracks. That's considered acceptable. And seemingly a magila is a type of tool. It almost seems kind of like the... Uh, the blade that's used to put putty in, in a wall. Uh, let's say you're doing drywalling, you need to put in a little bit of putty. That's what it seems like. And you're allowed to do so with your hands. <clears throat> but you can't use a professional type of rolling pin, uh, some type of tool that they were using, which was considered the ideal way to do it. So we see from here that there's some level of shinui that's required when we're doing fixing projects in regards to the ovens of, of the time. As well, hatsir v'hatsinor v'hakore these are all parts of the door, the hinge, the receiving part of the hinge, the beam across the top, and the locks and the keys, all of those, if they broke, you're allowed to fix those. However, you can't save the work to be done at that time. That's inappropriate. Uh, you know what? I have a little bit of free time during Cholomite. I'm not going to change my locks now. I'll change it when the time comes, but there's no need for me to do it now. I'll have time on Cholomite. That's us. You're not allowed to do that. So then the Gemara continues with a third din. Any food that you plan to soak in the liquid in order to give it its flavor, picklings, things along those uh, along those lines. <clears throat> if they have a pretty rapid absorption that it, it, from the beginning of Cholamoid, that it will be consumed on Cholamoid or on Yontep So then the halacha is koshen, but then you are allowed to do that process on Cholamoid, implying that if your pickling takes a week or 10 days or more than the period of time that the holiday lasts, then it would not be allowed. Says the Gemara, how do we determine what a Maisehedyot is in regards to the building of a Ma'akeh, building of a fence around a roof or building a fence around the Mirpeses? Answers the Gemara of Yosef, we're talking about ferns and branches and small pieces of wood. However, there's a Brisa that says, one is allowed to stack bricks, maybe even in the way that we have them on our house, which is one row and then the row above is slightly staggered, like the Oz Yashir. That's uh, one, two, and then one, one, two, and then one. However, you stack it, but without using any mortar, that would not be allowed. That's the distinction in the, between a hediot and an uman. <clears throat> Next, shafanes stuck in umagim and the son says the Gemara. The Mishnah doesn't make sense. You said that you're allowed to you're allowed to uh, create you know fill in the holes of the cracks with some type of putty, no problem. But says the Gemara, Once you said that you're allowed to use one particular tool. Isn't it obvious the case, that it would be the case be out of regularly boya? You're giving me such a strange distinction to say that a tool is allowed and so are feet and hands. Feet and hands fix a problem that requires tools. It's the most, uh, the biggest shino you could possibly have. So why the distinction? Says the Gemara, you're absolutely right. We misunderstood the Mishnah. Here is Pshat in the Mishnah. The Mishnah writes, what it should have written was Yes, one can fill in the cracks of an oven. We can use our hands as though they are that tool, but not that the tool itself is allowed. But we can't mimic the actions of a machal tzayim or use the tools of a machal tzayim, only that of a ma'agila, which is a, a, the less severe type of tool. What about the door parts halfway down in Yudalaf? So the Gemara says that all the door parts that are broken can be fixed on the Anchol HaMoid, no problem. Or Minhi, that's not so simple. We said that up up until his days, who's him? The Gemara doesn't even say who it is. So Rashi explains it's talking about Rav Yochan and Kohen Gadol. So during the times, up until the time of that he was in charge, 
people it was patish makib yushalayim. You'd hear people uh, hitting uh, hitting their hammers on things during Chol Hamoid. However, only ad yamav. That's not allowed. So that's a stira. How can our Mishnah say that you can fix all of these things? Yet up until the times of Rabbi Yochanan Kohen Godom, uh, after that time, we weren't allowed to do those types of activities during Cholamite. The Gemara gives a few answers. Some say that Rabbi Yochanan's restriction on, uh, on all of these sounds, uh, on all of the hittings of the hammers, had to do with how loud it was. It says the Gemara, there's a difference between how loud it is when you're hitting metal, but the nafchi, that's a blacksmith. When you hit metal with metal, it's extremely loud. The clanking sound is significant. And Khan, but the nafri, we're talking about carpenters and hitting wood is not quite as loud. It says the Gemara, come on. I mean, the distinction in the sound between one and the, they're both loud. Okay, one's medium and one's loud. shari. I mean, that can't be what of Yochanan Kohen Gadol meant. Therefore, the Gemara pivots and says, One's talking about a saw. The sawing sound is very, very quiet. Your neighbors are not really going to hear it. Uh, talking about an actual saw. We're not talking about anything electrical, obviously. And there's an axe. And when an axe hits wood, again, it's not even a hammer. It's a little more subtle, but still, it's still somewhat audible, uh, a little bit louder. And that's the distinction. What are you talking about? The most obvious Balabatish presentation of this should be our Mishnah should have been before the Gzera of Yochanan Kohen Gadol, and the Brisa that restricts it is Rav Yochanan Kohen Gadol. Of course, that should have been the answer. The Gemara doesn't present that as its first case. Strange would have been the, the most simple of answers, but maybe it was important for the Gemara to get to the underbelly of Rav Yochanan, Rav Yochanan Kohen Gadol's thinking that the sounds are the problem. So, therefore, the distinction of no sound versus sound uh, was valuable. Ravashi Omar, Haribi Huda, Haribi Yossi. It depends. There's a Machlokas, Rav Yossi, and that's uh, the two different sheets. One allows for the Sounds and one does not. Damar Yitzchak Paravdimi, Yitzchak Paravdimi that one is allowed to do a davar aved with a shinui. It's not how we pass in. We pass in a davar aved straight up mutter, as we'll see momentarily. So who is the that Yevinu says the Gemara Deloker of Yosi? That's obviously Rabbi Yehuda. So therefore, the one who says that there's a shinui on. Uh, on a davar ha'aved, and therefore you're not allowed to do certain things, or you have to do a certain shinui. Like our Mishnah said, you, you have to use your hand that by, by a davar ha'aved. That's going to be not Rabbi Yossi. Namely, it's going to be Rabbi Huda. Like whom do we hold? Like when we do hang a, a door on its hinges. So says the Gemara, it must be Keman, Kirabiosi. That's how we paskin halacha lemaisa. That when we have a davar ha'aved during cholamoid, it is absolutely mutter for one to do so without a shinui. Now, not everything is a davar ha'aved. This requires a shaila. Art school put out a book by Rabbi David Zukrishlita. We have it uh, on our shelf here and in the base medrash as well. It's called Kol Hamoid. The halachos of Kol Hamoid are super complicated, and you have to read the whole book cover to cover many times, probably every year. It's very difficult to know exactly what a davar ha'aved is. Technologies change, times change. Uh, it's just really, really difficult. Um, so uh, in Shulchan Aruch too, it's very hard to learn these halachos uh, straight through without having modern day poskim because even the Mishnah Brura died in 1933. Uh, the, nothing of, of the technological resources that we have were available at that time. So everything is different. Even picking up your phone, is that mutter? On Shabbos, it's an Isr, they're abundant. How does it play out on Cholamoy? Is it only picked up or a davar of it? These are shilas that require posting. The Gemara says two thirds of the way down at the two dots, heading toward the end of the first parakel. Let's continue. That you're allowed to pickle foods as long as they'll be edible by the time Cholamoy ends. Says the Gemara a story. Bedisa was the name of a river. Bedisa Levoy, the river of the people of Levoy, Kavre. They turned into a little bit of a fish. What does that mean? So uh, the Mephorshim explained that what these three words mean. <clears throat> 
is that they basically drained this particular um, um, body of water so that all of the fish were easily catchable. You take a river that's 20 feet tall and you drain it down to one feet tall, all the fish are within one foot of the ground. They're easy to catch. It says, Asla Kule Alma, everybody came to capture fish. It was such an easy, uh, easy time to go fishing. They went and they captured fish. And Rava said, don't worry. You can stick these fish in salt and eat them after. How can you say you can do that, though? We just said that if you're going to pickle something, that it can only be done if it's ready now. But if you take that fish and you stick it in a container of salt so that it doesn't spoil and you can eat it next week. We have a Mishnah. Only if it's edible now. So when the people of Lavoy drained the Medisa River and all of the fish were close to the bottom, yeah, you can take them to eat them, but you can't. You can't salt them for later. That's us, sir. That's what the Mishnah says. Omar Lehi says, Rabba, back to Abaye. We didn't collect them to go shopping for two weeks. We collected them to eat them right now. Okay, you have some extras, fine. So then you can put those on salt. Not a problem at all. If we leave them over, they're going to spoil without salting them. Therefore, that would then be permissible. Vika da Amri, some people present this question of the Gemara, Abaye Rava, against uh, with our Mishnah in a different way. Sharilu, Rava, Meitzad, Mezal, that a person's allowed to go, I see Memlach, and then they ended up salting them. Our Mishnah says you're only allowed to pickle things if they're going to be edible during the Moed. Even the ones that we, st- that we salt are still going to be edible as long as we rinse off the salt, no big deal. And in fact, the Gemara tells a few stories like this. They had a whole host of a collection of these very, very heavily salted fish, and then they rinsed them off. Uh, you rinse it off enough, it's edible. Before you rinse it off, it's inedible. So that's how that's how they kept it in their refrigeration. All of their meats were kept that way. They were heavily salted so that they wouldn't spoil. And then afterwards, they'd rinse them off very, very well. Fine. Same thing, but when Rav went to the Reish Galusa, so then they would also rinse off all of the fish all, all as well. Rav fish in front of him. Tilsa, a third of them bishula were, were cooked in liquid. Tilsa, milcha, a third of them were salted. The Tilsa, tabia, and a third of them were uh, were uh, fried or, or, or roasted of some kind. Omar Rav, a few comments that Rav says in the name of Rav Adah bar Abba. Omar Rav, Omar li Adah. What did Adah say? The best time to eat fish is right before it spoils. Who knows? Doesn't taste good even when it's fresh. Omar Rav Adah, when a person does cook fish, they should do so with, with its brother. So the Gemara is giving a mashal. The fish is the, the brother of the fish is salt. Both salt and fish are found in water. And asuke be'avuha, and it should be cooked be'avuha with its parent. The parent is the water, the children are the fish and the salt. Michle bibre, and you should eat it with its child. What's the child of the fish? It's brine. And ishte ale avuha, and you should also be drinking its father, which means you should be drinking water. Bit of a sophisticated muscle for the best way to eat fish. And another comment, vama rab, amarli ada, saida kavra, if a person is going to be trapping fish, tachle, bechalva, cress, and uh, milk products, liton gufa, below the liton purio. One should carry it in its body and not carry it on its bed. This is the Gemara speaking homiletically that one should not go to bed on a full stomach. They should uh, try to go to the bathroom before they go to sleep. The last comment of Rav in the name of Rav Ada and last one of the Perikzai, if a person is going to eat one of these foods, then what should they do? They should drink They should drink water and not beer. However, if they don't want to drink water, then they should drink beer and they should not 
drink wine, Hadzan Allah. Mashkin Beisach Lachin Baruch Hashem Mazel Tov for finishing the per- first parak of Moikotin Gratzim. We should come back to this day in seven and a half years. Let's continue. Top of Yud Aleph on the Beis. The Mishnah writes Mishahafach Hazesaviru Adal. A person is uh, in the process of pressing olives in order to extract olive oil, and then Rachmanu Litzlan they become an Avel. So it says the Gemara. But the Gemara is going to ask about this. What in the world does this have to do with Cholamoy? Just a Nebuch scenario. Just unfortunate. But what do we do now during Avelos? Can you, can you not do it? Fine, that's its own question. Oh, oh, Nasar, something else happened out of your control. You couldn't finish the process. Oh, Shahit Uhu Poalim, your uh, workers tricked you. They didn't show up for work. So then in all of these cases during Avelos and during Chol HaMoed, as it relates to Ones, for your workers not showing up, then even though it's Chol HaMoed, Toin Kore Rishona, Manichal Achar HaMoed, you can do the first part of the pressing down of the olives. The rest you have to leave till after Cholamoy. Divi Rabbi Yehuda, he kind of gives a blended answer of kind of yes. You can do the first part, but you can't complete the process. Rabbi Yosef Amrzolet, the Gomer Vagaf Kedarko. You can finish the entire process all the way to the point of putting it in a barrel. The Gemara says, what are what is going on here? Pasach be'avel v'siyeh be'moi. Why, why would we compare the world of Avelus to the world of Moed? Says the Gemara, uh, just a, a bomb of, a, of an answer. Amar of Shisha Beredi Rebbe Idizo Somaris, Devarim HaMutarim B'moed, Asurim Bimei Evlo, that that which is permissible during Chol HaMoed is Asur during Avelus. Ravashi gives a different answer. Ravashi Amar Lomi Boya Kamar, it's giving an answer of not, uh, not only this, but even that. What's that answer? Lomi Boya Bimei Evlo, Dimidura Bonan Hubeshari, I don't need you to tell me that during uh, that this is permissible during Avelus, but what I need to make sure that we have clear is as follows: that that when it comes to the iser of malacha and cholamoid, which is an iser do raisa, we wouldn't like to be mechalal shabbos. We should definitely not not like being mechalal cholamoid. We need to learn these halachos klor. That says the Gemara, we need to make sure that even over there by Avelus where it's mutter, okay, no big deal. That's the rabbanon. say the that the rabbis allowed for b'makom uh, hafsid when there's a hafsid meruba davar aved all the kulas that we've been speaking about so far. So we need to make sure that we know that it's even allowed by Chol Hamoid. Tanya Kavasid, the Rav Shisha Bredi Some say like Rav that there's a connection between the halachos of Avelus and the halachos of Chol Hamoid. Evedvar Maosim Le'Avel Bimei Avlo. There are things that you can do for an Avel in his Avelus. Zeisav Hapuchem Toanim Lo Lekado Lago. You're allowed to flip over. Uh, you're allowed to press down on the olives. Lekado Lago. If you're allowed to close a barrel. Pishtano Lahalos Mina Mishra. You're allowed to take flax out of the liquid in which it's soaking. Vitzimur Lahalos Mina Yore. You're allowed to take out wool that's soaking in its dye. Umar Bitzin Sadeu Mishetagi Onas Amayim Shul. You're allowed to water his field for him. Rabbi Huda Omer Avzoren Avzoren Lo Sadenir. You're allowed to plant a, a field. Vesade Halmed is the Pishtan, and you're allowed to plant Pishtan as well. It says the Gemara Amru Lo. I don't understand. If you don't plant in this earlier part of the year, plant next week. Plant a little bit later. Why do you have to plant right now in the middle of his Avelus? Um, so says the Gemara, Why do you only have to plant flax? He's an Avelus. Plant something else. This is not a right time for him to plant. Go plant something else. A little bit more than halfway down, three or four lines before the wide lines. Let's say that you need to press the olives, but he's the only one who knows how to do it. You need to close a barrel. He has a unique set of skills. You need to take the flax out. You need to take the wool out of it. It's liquid. He's the only one who knows what's going on. So he's allowed to do it even as an other. So this is a din that is halacha lemaisa by an avel, that when there is tzorchei tzibor and you're the uman, so then it's mutter to do that. Even teaching Torah, even though learning Torah during, during avelus is limited, 
My Rebbe told me that the hardest thing for him to do during, during his Avelos for his parents was uh, not to learn for seven days. He, he'd never gone a seven day stretch uh, as, a, as certainly as an adult uh, without learning many, 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 many hours of Torah day. He felt uh, totally bereft of whatever was normal in his life. So I'd say, you're allowed to do that as a Rav, as someone who's, uh, who's uh, whatever the case is, they're allowed to teach. Yes, Sir al Rab Shimon Ben Gamliel said more. Yes, Sir al Rashbag, Im Haya Uman the Rabbim, the Sapar, Ubal on the Rabbim, you're the person who gives haircuts, you're the person who's the bath attendant, the Gesa Regal, and his Avelus coincides with the Esa Regal, things are so busy. So then, the ancient Uman Elahu, he's the only one who knows how to run the mikvah, who knows how to run the bathhouse, I raise the Yas, he's allowed to leave his Avelus and go do that. These are workers. Some of them have percentage contracts. Some of them have fixed contracts in order to, to run fields. And those are salaries employed, salaried employees. You can have others to work for you. Um, and those who rent out donkeys and camels and boats. That's not something that you should do. Then once it's already in motion, then you can leave the rental as it is. If you're only a person who's hired by the day, then that's not right. You should not do that even in another city. Other people have asked you to do something, and that person, even though he has um, he's contracted to do the to do the work, but it's without a time frame. That's what kibola says. Your salary to do the work, but there's no time frame. So then lo says the Gemara. What a strange language when you say even though there is no time frame says the Gemara that's a very strange language the, that that implies a Chiddush says the Gemara the Chiddush should not be where there is no time frame the Chiddush should be where there is a time frame so it says the Gemara it should have been the other way around we should have been focusing on the other one that should have been the, the Chiddush says the Gemara what it should have said was Kibolas Kididei Therefore, the Gemara pivots and says, you're correct. Eight lines from the bottom. Elaim of the Brisa should not have said, that when it comes to him doing the work of others, that even though there's no time frame, that's not the right language. It should have said, Next section. Let's say, instead of you being the one doing the work for others, others have your work in their hands. I hired someone to do some work for me. So they shouldn't do it in my house. That's not right. But the Baisachar Yasu, that's okay. Quick story. It says the Gemara, Meryon Bereder Rabin, a person's name, Umar Bereder Ravacha Bereder Rava, Hava Lehu Hahu Gamla de Torah, the Hade Hadade. A Gamla, a Gamal is normally a camel, but here Rashi says for four lines from the bottom, Gamla is Semed Bakar Bain name is some type of. Uh, of connection between uh, a few animals, a couple of animals all tethered together. Says the Gemara, that's what they had gamla the Torah. They had a couple of Torah, that's a shore, those are uh, cows or bulls, and they were all strung together, two of them. And Nebuch, Isra be Milsa, the Mar Bere de The second person in the story, Mar, Mar Bere de he became an Avel. That's when it says Isra be Milsa, something uh, happened to him. Just again, a euphemism for uh, someone in his family passing away. Upaske legamle. However, when he did so, he removed his animal from the other animal. So now in the plow, there weren't two animals. There's only one, which I guess under the circumstances wasn't strong enough to pull the plow. It says the Gemara, He should know the din. There's no reason why he should take his animal out. We learned above that it's permissible to do that. So says the Gemara, I can understand that he doesn't have to be concerned for himself, but 
how can he pull the animal out of the plow when another person's going to be losing money? It's one thing to be makbed on yourself, but to be makbed on somebody else is unacceptable. It says the Gemara, after all, we learn, he's, the animal's part of another plow. Let it go. Why would you pull your animal out? And with this will close, he was of the opinion that Adam Chashuv Shiny, when you're the dying of the city, you're held to another standard. You're held to another standard. Just a quick mice, and then we'll stop. Rabbi first uh, gave me a kula, but it, there was a kula that he would never abide by when it came to bris milah. There was a family who said to me, we don't want to have matzitza of any kind, even with a kli, even though it's sterile, no matzitza, klalu klal. To be okir, a minagavo sing. So no way am I answering that question. I called Rabbi first. I described the scenario to him. The family knows enough, but they really do. They're on, they're on, the, they're on the board of local Orthodox institutions, but they're... They're just not so firm. They don't like the optics. I understand. So they, uh, Rabbi first said, okay, you can do this. But I would, and in another time I asked him, what would you do? He said, I would never do it. So when you're the dying of the city, you have to be holding yourself to a higher standard. When you're a regular Joe, then you can uh, use the kulas that are built in Talacha. But he was, he wasn't willing. The same thing is true over here. Usavar Adam Chash of Shiny had to hold things to a higher standard. We'll stop right here and pick up with Dafyud Bey's. Wishing you all a beautiful day.